0: I just have a sense in my heart that we're heading in some really good, good direction in the church in these upcoming months. Amen? Amen. And uh, we're going to continue to uh, move with God. We're going to continue to move with the Spirit and move with the Word of God. Amen? Amen. And uh, tonight, I want to talk to you along the lines of uh, faith in the power of God. So open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, if you would. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and Children's Church is dismissed, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, some things that the Apostle Paul said, and we'll work with a few of the verses there, (coughs) praise the Lord, amen, 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, the first verse, The Apostle Paul, of course, he's uh, in Corinth and he's talking to the people of Corinth. And Corinth in that day was a very licentious city. It was a city kind of like Las Vegas is today. And so the Apostle Paul said some things here in verse 1. He said, And I, brethren, he said, When I came to you, I didn't come with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you, The testimony of God. Now, one thing we know for sure about the Apostle Paul that Paul was a very educated man. But what he was saying is this: I'm not depending on my education. I'm not coming with the credentials of my intellect. I'm coming to you, glory to God, not declaring to you man's wisdom. And in verse two, he says, "For this is my determination." Not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, all that was on the Apostle Paul's mind was him. Was him. Was Jesus. He had an awesome encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Apostle Paul was not concerned that people saw him. The Apostle Paul was not concerned about anything other than Christ crucified and raised from the dead. And let me just read to you a verse, because I want you to stay there in 1 Corinthians 2. Here's what the Apostle Paul said. He said, This is my determined purpose, that I may know Him, that I may progressively become more deeply and acquainted with Him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding The wonders of his person. Wow. The wonders of his person. The wonders of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, it's my determined purpose that I know these wonders of him more strongly and more clearly. The Apostle Paul was praying to see him and to know him more intimately. And you can do the same thing. And that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection. You do know that resurrection power is mighty power. He says, this resurrection power exerts itself over believers in that I may share in his sufferings and be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death. And so just as he wanted a greater knowledge of Christ, let's pray this together today. Lord Jesus, Jesus, that we may know you, that we may may become more intimately acquainted with you, and the wonders of your person. person. Thank you, Master. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. So, do we want God or do we not want God? Do we want God in our church, or do we not want God? Do we want the anointing and His power in our services and in our lives? I say yes, Yes. and you say amen. And so then we should be expectant of a greater power, a greater presence, and even greater manifestations of His goodness in our midst. More and more. I mean before the Lord returns. There's going to be some awesome things. There are some awesome things happening right now. And And notice with me in verse 3. He said I was with you in weakness. And in fear. And in much trembling. See Corinth was invested with idol worship. The Apostle Paul's. Perhaps looking at Corinth, the way some people look at the San Francisco Bay Area. <laughs> Lord, how? Well, we don't need to know how, we knew who. And we know, know this that where sin abounds, the grace of God does much more abound. Amen. We're in the perfect will of God, right in the center, right in the midst of a move of God. And verse four says, My speech. In my preaching, it was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Paul saying, I'm counting on him to show up. I'm counting on him to demonstrate. And in verse 5, read it with me, would you please? Ready, read. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Let's read it one more time. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So notice with me this phrase. Faith in the power of God. Paul is saying, I don't want you to leave here impressed with me. How smart I am. And you know what? That's our desire in this place. We're not here to impress you. We're not here to entertain you. We're here to let Jesus be glorified. And his kingdom be advanced. And his cause be in manifestation. Hallelujah. Faith in the power of of God. And faith always carries with it an expectancy. Amen. Amen. Now let's go over to 2, Peter cha- or 2 Timothy chapter 3. And uh, let's look at something over here. And then uh, I'll read to you a few verses, verses 1 through 5. 2 Timothy chapter 3. This know that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, tready, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God." Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such make sure you get hooked up with. Make sure that you get hooked up with people who water down the gospel. And who advance the causes of gay marriage in the land. Make sure that you, that you get hooked up with people that are so in love with themselves... And so interested in how they look, and how they are doing, and how they preach, rather than the people. No, he says, from such, you're not not supposed to hook with those people. You're supposed to turn away, for this this sort, you know, they creep into houses and do all sorts of strange things. But now notice... They have a form of godliness. They have a form of godliness. They're, they're like their believers. But you start talking about the Holy Ghost and manifestations and demonstrations of the power of God, they'll backpedal. They'll do the James Brown on you real quick. And they did that to Jesus. You know, lots of churches are just fine just so there's not any confrontation to it. Many churches are fine just so they're out by 12 or 12.30. But you go to really, really seeking God and having a move of God, well, that's another story. But i tell you what, I'm persuaded of better things of this church. I'm persuaded of mucho better things. Amen. You know, they followed Jesus up to a point, but man, when certain things happened, they said, oh man, we've seen some strange things today. Others thought he had a devil. Why is that? Because people are so used to deadness. They're so used to being lullabied by the spirit of this world. The church in America, by and large, is being lullabied by the devil. They're asleep. But thank God there's a remnant that's awake. I said, thank God there's a remnant that's awake. There's a body that's alive. How about you? Are you part of that body? Hallelujah. We not only have a form of godliness, but we are of God and have overcome Satan and that antichrist spirit because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. I don't want to be of those that deny the power of God. Do you? I don't want to be heady. I don't want to be intellectual. I'm hungry to taste the powers of the world to come. Now, we've tasted of the good word of God around here. You know, the psalmist said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He is good. But, oh, friends, there are some powers of the world to come that are already in manifestation in the earth. And all we've got to do is just step into it by the faith of God and by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. And so this is what we're going to, give ourselves to on wednesday nights uh... for i don't know how many months but we're going to be not only preaching but we're going to be praising we might even do some running (laughs) we might do some spiritual aerobics (laughs) but i'm believing god for the temperature of the church to rise i'm believing for the temperature i'm believing for the temperature of this pastor to rise I'm believing to stir myself up. How about you? Just go like this a while. We're stirring ourselves up. Hallelujah. We're stirring ourselves up. hallelujah. Amen. We want to be just like Jesus. And we want to see what he saw and do what he did and even greater things. But then you run into these people that will argue with you and say, yes, but... Yes, but. You've got to get rid of the but. Yes, but he was God. Well, look with me in Acts chapter 10. Yeah. Yeah. Acts 10, chapter 38, verse. How God yeah. anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Anytime you see Jesus of Nazareth, the emphasis there is being put on his humanity. So what he was saying is this. As that the anointing needed to come upon Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus could not do what he did without the anointing. He needed to be anointed and he was anointed how God God the Father he anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? Holy Ghost and power. With, holy, with the Holy Ghost and what? Power. Ooh, not just the Holy Ghost but Holy Ghost and power yeah. how many of you know power comes along with the Holy Ghost yeah. fire comes along with the Holy Ghost And he went about doing what? So George, what does that mean? He went about doing good. Tell me again. He did did well. He did well. He did good. He did well at the the, uh, here. He he fulfilled the call in his life. He did well at fulfilling the call in his life. At at the the thing that he was created to do. He didn't go around doing good, like we think, but he, he did well. That's what it says in the Greek. Praise the Lord. Everything he did, <laughs> he did it well. Everything that he did, he did it well. You know he healed the sick. And he did it well. Come on, somebody. You know he, when he raised the dead, he did it well. When he fed the multitude, he did it what? He did it well. Hallelujah. I believe many of us are going to hear, well done. We're going to do well. Hallelujah. So God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, went about doing good or well, and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for who was with him. Now, he's still anointing people today.